Welcome to the She Recovers podcast. I'm Taryn Strong, co-founder with my mother Dawn Nickel of She Recovers. She Recovers believes that we are all recovering from something. And here on She Recovers podcast, we examine the healing power of connection and intentional living, as well as what happens in our lives when we put down our past stories and pick up our soul's true purpose. I feel so lucky and I am so grateful to be surrounded by such amazing women in recovery. And of course, Erin Wickersham is one of those women. And I love our little check-ins that we've been doing recently. So in this episode, Erin and I just check in and share our latest um, musings and where we're at, unpack some things and process everything that's been going on. So Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Please do share and rate and review so that we can get the word out about this podcast to as many women as possible. Thank you. Hey, Taryn. Hello, Erin. Nice to see you. It's so nice to see you. When we do our recordings, we just have little video like boxes as we all live in video boxes these days, right? Yes. And it's so nice. I mean, it really does make you feel more connected. So it's Wonderful to see your beautiful face and your all of your herbs and um, you know your beautiful background, your apartment background. Thank you. Thank you. That's one of the things that I've been loving about this world of Zoom. And since we've been doing our online gatherings, I love checking out everybody's living spaces. I feel like we're getting to know each other in a more intimate way because we do get to see our decor preferences and our lifestyles and how we live and our pajama choices. And it's yeah. felt really intimate and really sweet. I've been pushed into my bedroom. Normally I have, yes. I have my office with natural light and this beautiful living area that we have. And um, the family has taken over that space. So you get to hang out with me in my bedroom with my like yoga pants drying in the back. Perfect. <laughs> Not in the dark, darkened hallway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> me. Yeah. So you have been really busy. We, of course, canceled Miami. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not canceled. It's rescheduled to May 2021. Um, and then, of course, we also uh, re- paused, I guess, our retreats at Salt Springs Island and moved those also to um, summer of 2021. Yeah. But you and Peyton kind of got busy and created a whole online experience that's coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So our team has been, we've been, I would say, busier than ever. And it's been so fun and it's been so great. And what we wanted to do is there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we haven't really shared with everybody yet. And we will soon. We're actually going to share about it um, on the weekend. Then I'm about to talk about May 1st to 3rd. We're going to make a really big announcement. And one of the reasons that we wanted to do something that weekend is, like you mentioned, that was when we were supposed to be gathering for our Miami event, but it's happening in 2021. But also, May is Mental Health Month. So we wanted to kick off Mental Health Month by doing something special and by being together. And every Monday in May, we're going to be doing something special as well. We're just finalizing the details of those. But... We were trying to think of fun ways where we could all 
be together in some capacity and hang out during that time. And we just wanted to keep the activities that we do um, fun and kind of, you know, uplifting so that we can all be together, but doing things that are lifting up our spirit. So we, it's going to be a weekend pajama party. She recovers weekend pajama party and it's from the Friday, May 1st till the Sunday, the May 3rd. And we're going to do, of course, we'll have She Recovers Dance. We'll have She Recovers Yoga. I'm going to teach an essential oils for recovery class because um, it's been asked for by many, many women. So that's when it's going to happen. We are going to have a dance party with DJ Annie. She's going to facilitate it. We are going to have our evening sharing circle gatherings. We're going to have um, an art therapy workshop. Lisa's going to do a Recover Your Voice workshop. Erin. Wickersham, who I'm speaking with right now, is going to be interviewing Jen Platt. I always say her last name incorrectly. I looked it up before we started recording because I didn't want to say Pastanoff. See, I always add an L. Um, Aaron's going to be interviewing her and that's going to be exciting. So, and we just really encourage everybody to just really show up in your pajamas and we're going to dance. We're going to stretch. We're going to craft. We're going to sing we're gonna have beautiful conversations and we're just gonna be together right now we've we're gathering twice a day but this weekend we're gonna be gathering anywhere between three to five times per day so it'll be nice nice and sweet yeah yeah and i love how uh we've decided may is mental health month when of course every month is mental health month that's right which reminds me that yesterday was earth day and of course every day is earth day yeah exactly (laughs) But it's good. It's good to have these markers to kind of remind ourselves that every day is Earth Day and every month is Mental Health Month. Exactly. And, you know, we've been doing these amazing Zoom meetings online. You and your mom and all the uh, She Recovers coaches have been um, facilitating those and they're beautiful. And um, they do create not just a sense of intimacy because you are with each other in your homes, but um, just through the stories that we share there. And what I am struck by is just the, you know, we're all, we're all riding these waves today, right? Like emotional waves. Um, I usually start my morning off in a pretty good headspace. And then by about this time at five o'clock, we're recording this about five, six o'clock my time in the evening. Like, you know, I just start to, it's, it's always been the witching hour, you know, for decades now. And it's still kind of, um, it's not a great time of day for me. So, uh, you know, we're all riding these emotional waves in our own quarantine situation. And when we have our Zoom calls, you can really see that in the the shares, right? You can have like a really uplifting share. Um, and then the next one can be a very... Um, you know, a really, a really fragile, um, a fragile share. So it's such a good reminder that it's normal to, to go up and down, right? I mean, it's normal to have, um, a range of emotions and to allow yourself to feel all of the, all the feelings. So many of us in recovery are not used to that. We don't like that. You know, we want to be numbed out or we want to just be able to control shit all the time so that we're at whatever steady level we think we should, we should be. And I have really kind of been, you know, as I've been sitting in on the meetings and listening to, listening to those shares, 
I have really started thinking about um, dreaming and how hard it is to allow ourselves to really envision a world and a, and a circumstance that we truly want to be in. And I'm just, I'm personally struggling with that. Um, you know, I've been in recovery now. Um, I've been in recovery now f- since 20, 2013 and, um, you know, full, full disclosure, cause I know we like to, <laughs> um, you know, I have had alcohol in the, in between some of that, but I know when my recovery date was. And so it was December oh, nice. 13th, 2013. Yeah. That's when I pivoted. That's when my, um, when my understanding that shit had to change happened. So in my mind, that's how I frame that for myself. It's perfect. And I've, you know, I've got a nice solid recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And I sort of have achieved some of the things that I always thought I would be able to achieve once I stopped drinking. For instance, I pay my bills pretty much on time. That's awesome. Yes. I know. That's huge, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not saying I have a shit ton of money because I haven't reached that goal yet, but I, I can pay my bills on time and I remember to pay them on time, right? I mean, money in the bank, not in the bank. It was always just like, did I pay it? And, um, you know, I have a lawn service. So like outside my house looks kind of tidy, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice, right? Yeah. You have a garden now. I'm just going to. I have a garden. Yeah. And I have a garden because I have like a nice relationship with my husband, which is a goal, <laughs> which was a goal. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really at this moment, Taryn, where I have kind of like checked off some of the early, like the super early things, right, is I don't want to wake up hungover, you know, I want to like be able to get through my day and not have to think about drinking. Okay, did that. Now I've kind of checked off the, I want to have like a tidy house and be able to pay my bills on time and have a relationship with my husband that I want to be in. Okay, that's nice. I'm, I'm there. So I'm at this moment mm. where, okay, what what's next, you know? And I'm struggling, friend. I'm struggling because I, you know, I have a real, I have a lot of, um, in coaching, they call them saboteurs, voices in your head, like of unworthiness, um, of if you, if you dream too big, you're going to get your ass handed to you. You know, something bad's going to happen because you dreamed so big. I'm going to get attached to this dream and it's not going to happen. It's going to break my heart. Mm. I mean, it's, it's truly, I'm at this moment where I need to decide to break through some of these old stories about what's possible and allow myself to really kind of think bigger. And I am just like stuck in quicksand. Mm -hmm. I was really just stuck in like a fear narrative around it. Yeah. I think that's a part of the wave like you were talking about in our gatherings that we've been doing where one share is uplifting and then the next share is a little more, you know, raw or fragile. I feel like we all kind of coast through the fear of, you know, the unworthiness things, the fear of success, I know is a big one that I really struggled with. I always thought for a really long time that it was a fear of failure. And then I can't remember which therapist or coach or whoever it was that said, no, Taryn, you actually have a fear of success. And that was a big one for me to get through. But I think for you, 
Um, right now, I mean, I, it's so, isn't it interesting how we can see things for other people, but it's so hard for us to see it for ourselves. So, I mean, I could very easily illustrate for you this beautiful, what's next for you that I see that I know is within, you're within a step, like you're right, you're there right now. You just have to decide to step into that. So it's always interesting to me, of course, when I'm witnessing women I love and who are, you know, inspire me and are just doing the work and showing up in all the ways and are also at the same time having the, those thoughts and working through that. But I also know it's just a wave and it's just, it's how you feel today and it's a part of it. And I think that it's the contraction before expansion. I think it's a part of the process. I think it's important. Um, I think that it's just a part of our human nature. And I think that the con- a- after the contraction is the expansion. So it feels like right now, like maybe you're contracting and you're when we're in that fear, we do like we physically contract our bodies energetically. We bring it all into the center for survival. And we've just got to move through that with time and patience and love and by surrounding ourselves with amazing women who are going to remind us how amazing we are. And then we'll remember that there is no dream too big and that we are worthy and that we can have it all because of all the work that we do and because of our recovery. I know this for a fact, an absolute fact, no, no doubt in my mind. Do I, I just know this. I've been lucky enough to be living it and to witness it every single day because I hang out with women in recovery every single day, all day. And it's just what I witness every single day, all day. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. There's this great question that was poised, posed to my, um, my husband last year. And it's something that I, I started really thinking about for myself. And the question was, um, you know, it's just, your life is, is a reflection of how happy you allow yourself to be. Yes. How happy are you going to allow yourself to be Mm -hmm. now? Simple question, right? But what that, what it requires, well, what it has required of me to answer that question is first to get real about this worthiness bullshit. How worthy am I of happiness? Mm -hmm. And then um, and then, and then you get to the really scary part and it reminds me a little bit of like scene in Harry Potter when Harry Potter gets his wand and he's in like the wand maker shop and he doesn't know how to use his wand yet. And he's like blowing shit up all over the wand store Yeah, because, because I don't, you know, how happy am I going to be? How worthy am I? Oh my gosh, I'm worthy. Holy shit, I'm powerful. Oh my God, I'm powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I am co-creating my life with, I mean, for me, I'm co-creating my life with the universe who I, as you know, I call Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well. Sasha and I are co-creating this life I mean, that's a role, that's a big role. That's a big role I've stepped into in my own, you know, in my own doing, in my own being. And I don't want to blow my wand shop up, right? <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to use my, I don't want to use my powers like without refinement. Um, 
But say that's another, anyway, I, that's a whole nother, that's me again, putting roadblocks in my way. See, see how the, how you, I can so easily just start to veer off the path that I know, which is I am co-creating my own life. I am in control and, you know, we so desperately want to be in control. And what I've, what I've recognized recently is that when I quit drinking, you know, one of the reasons I quit drinking was because I was out of control when I drank. And I was just like so bothered by that, that I stopped drinking to be more in control. Right. And then as you move through recovery, you think, you you realize that it's the shedding of, you know, I'm never going to be in control. The only thing I can, right, I'm, I'm not in control of the world. I'm not in control of my household, but I am in control of um, myself and I'm in control of my reactions to things. And there you go with your power and there you go with your co-creation. That's right. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm ready to truly take the control that I can have. And then this, this understanding that the surrender part, it's just this, it's this weird, like push pull thing with control and surrender. What are you really in control of? What do you need to surrender? You know, back and forth all the time. And when I go back to that dreaming question, when I go back to the, you know, what am, how happy am I going to allow myself to be? It's a surrendering. Yeah. It's almost like I have to surrender to my dream. That makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. And I think too, it's also, we have to really do the work on recognizing our worthiness right now in this moment as well, instead of, you know, dreaming about, oh, I need to do this work so that this happens so that I can feel worthy or thinking that if this or that happens, then I'll feel worthy. I think it's, I have a teacher who always talks about, she really stresses about, ensuring that we're doing the work right now and ensuring that we're happy with what we are living right now and the life the life that we have co-created right now being happy with it and thankful for it because we recognize that we created it right that we are the co-creator and realizing that this moment that we are in right now we dreamed this this exact moment me sitting here having a conversation with Aaron via squad squad cast (laughs) and recording this podcast um just recognizing the that i am a sovereign being and that i am a part of the creation of this experience and so in any given moment it is that recognition and that's empowering but then also like you're talking about and i love that you're talking about this there's also that important element of surrendering because we also need to surrender to be able to receive, to be open to receiving so that we're not blocking the flow of Sasha um, giving so that we can receive this co-creation. Yeah. Because it, it's like a surrendering where honestly, I know this sounds so fucked up, but it's like, I don't want to surrender to happiness. That's what Mm -hmm. it feels like. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? Do you have any thoughts? Why? Um, Well, hello, childhood wins. Do you have a couple of hours, Tara? You want to get? Yeah. <laughs> let me just let me become a therapist, and I'll be right back. 
<laughs> and it's not even, you know, I actually had a really nice childhood, but, um, the, you know, the worthiness thing, I, and I, my experience with the Catholic church was not great. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah, I think that there's a lot of shame around, and I know this sounds weird, okay, but there's a lot of shame about wanting to be happy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shame around um, truly being blissful in, t- for me, that, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I just, I'm, yeah, I'm really at this very specific moment where I have got to decide to shed that shit. Mm-hmm. And I am so struck by how comfortable I am swimming in the amniotic sack of shit that mm-hmm. is comfortable. Yeah. Then I am moving into a future of my own creation. Yeah. How fucked up is that? <laughs> well, it's not. It's not fucked up at all. But what is so beautiful is you have this awareness of it right now. And sometimes that's the hardest part. But here you are now. You're aware of this. You know this is happening. You're able to articulate it so beautifully. And also within this conversation, a few times you have redirected your words and you've redirected the conversation back into um, statements that are more affirming. And you've you've taken your power back in this conversation a few times. I don't know if you're if you've noticed or been aware of that, but you have redirected. Like you've started kind of going down that one way, but you've totally um, pivoted yourself in the conversation, which is, that's it. That's the, like, I'm watching you rewire your brain in live time, live action, which is so amazing because that's what we have to do is we just have to keep having that awareness, keep catching ourselves, redirect over and over and over and over again so that we can rewire and so that we can create that new pathway within our brain that aligns us with the state that we want to be in because I believe it really a lot of it all comes down to to vibration and we we need to energetically vibrate at that state which we want to attract and I don't believe I used to I used to sub- subscribe to the fake it till you make it idea and I tried that um, but it didn't work because you know because energy doesn't lie. And I was faking, trying to fake it till I made it, trying to, trying to fake happiness. You can't because at the core of your being, you, you know, I will speak for myself, um, coming from a place of actually having, um, just being really feeling really heavy and feeling like I didn't have the confidence or whatever it was. So we have to do the work over and over again, the hard work of awareness is it doesn't just happen overnight. And then, the vibration shifts and then everything else shifts. Everything else shifts. And then we just wake up one day and maybe, maybe nothing, maybe nothing changes actually in our environment, but we've changed at a cellular level. And then because we have changed, even if the environment hasn't, everything else actually has changed from our perspective. Yeah. Marianne Williamson says that a miracle is just thinking about something differently. Right. Yeah. I love how she says that. That's exactly it. That's the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is so true. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I just will tack on, um, I'll tack on this one little part from a mom's perspective around how powerful you are. Mm -hmm. Because I've been struck a couple of times in conversations with 
my friends, my mom friends. And I mean, you know, uh, you'll remember a couple of weeks ago when we checked in and I was like, I might throw some banana, banana bread at my, <laughs> at my people. Have you yet? I'm not going. I don't want it. What? Have you thrown banana bread? Have you um, thrown banana bread? I apologize. I can't. I think we're having a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, she has. <laughs> and maybe more. <laughs> I mean, there have been some not some not so great moments, right? And and in those moments and like directly after those not great moments, I think to myself, I've totally fucked them up. Like, that's it. We're done. There's no remedying this. Like, it's all bad. It's all dark. So in that moment, I recognize my power to create a, you know, therapeutic need for my children as young adults, but I never recognize either I'm either I'm either my power is only being used for bad or I don't have any, like Uh I never think I have like influence. I have to remind myself I actually have influence in all ways. Right. And I think there's a lot of moms who feel like they're either totally fucking their kids up or they have no control over them at all, no influence mm-hmm. over them at all. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, of course, we're living in the middle, right? We're living in the gray. Yeah. But it's, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty typical mom narrative I've picked up lately that we're either, you know, have no control over them or we only can fuck them up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love you moms. I admire, I bow to all of you mothers, especially right now. Um, yeah, I don't know how, I just don't know how you're doing it, but you're doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I really, I mean, I am also struck at how you can be, you know, we're all, we have been now in the same house, same roof, 24 hours a day, um, for about, I guess we're in our seventh week, six or seven weeks now. Yeah. And Taryn, you can be in the same – I know what, I'm about to say something that is obvious, and I'm going to say it as if it's shocking, okay? <laughs> but do you know that you can be in the same house with another human and never actually – for 20, 24 hours a day, six, six weeks, and never actually connect unless you want to connect? I mean – we can all just rot in front of our individual screens. Mm-hmm. And we have to force ourselves to put them down and talk with each other. I mean, I have to at five, six o'clock, I, you know, I shut my computer down and I, I look up. First of all, I look up and I'm like, oh, there's like oxygen in the air. And I look over, you know, and I say, okay, you know, put, let's put screens away and I have no idea what's been going on with these children and they are sitting on the couch next to me. I mean, I just, we live in this energetic age. We truly do. As you were talking about energy and vibrations. I mean, we live in this energetic age of computers where um, we have to, even though we're sitting right next to each other, we still have to make an effort to connect. It's just striking to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because it's so true. It is another we we are using our screens and our devices as another way to to disconnect and numb out right now. And I think especially for those of us in recovery in a recovery path, if maybe right now we haven't been reaching for our substances or other behaviors of choice, I know for me, I've had to be very mindful of my checking out on the devices time because it's so easily just to completely numb out and disassociate 
on the internet, on Instagram or whatever it is. And yeah, add another person to the mix and you can completely, yeah, not, not even know there's another person in the world once you get lost in that rabbit hole of whatever you're in. It's an interesting time. Yeah. And I know I've also a few times kind of caught myself in a, in a, oh my gosh, that was way much more time than I was planning on spending on my phone and then almost justifying it, being like, oh, well, you know, I can't do anything else, but actually, yeah, you can, <laughs> you, can <laughs> you can move your body, you can, uh, yeah, whatever it is. So yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing up that reminder. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things I've been thinking about and, um, struggling with some of them and just enjoying others. I mean, uh, when we do put our devices down, the conversations are interesting. They're 15, almost 15 now, 15 and 16. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting conversations. Lots yeah. of lock, lots of, um, humor around body parts. That's, that's a big one. <laughs> I bet. And so before, before we wrap up, can you just tell us how you're doing? Um, so my quarantine has actually been quite full. Um, it's been really beautiful. We started, of course, doing the two live gatherings a day. So I look forward to knowing that two hours of my day I get to spend with between 50 to 70 rad women sharing and listening to stories. And we've also been the one, you know, the one big announcement that I'll just kind of touch on right now quickly is we've received our charitable status. So what we've been doing is trying to figure out, I mean, we don't have experience in nonprofits. So mom and I have been and our team have been kind of trying to educate ourselves on the world of nonprofits. So um, and right now, I don't know about any of you, but I'm having a hard time retaining information. So <laughs> mom and I have these books called like literally it's those non it's one of those nonprofit for dummy book like you know you can buy those books for dummies all the different topics so this one is about nonprofits for dummies and we both we were talking the other day and I'm like I have to keep reading the same paragraph over and over again and she does too so so that's been interesting um what's been going on for me you know I was laughing yesterday because I realized that I haven't really moved my body much. I've been really, uh, I've been on my computer a lot, working, studying, doing things. I'm also taking a, a, a herbalism course, which has been amazing. But um, what I realize is without the structure of a schedule, so I'm used to pre-COVID, I would go to yoga every day. I would go to the yoga studio and practice yoga every day at 12 o'clock or one o'clock, depending on the day. And so now when I have the whole day where I'm like, well, I can do yoga whenever I want because I'm just going to be doing yoga by myself, with myself, um, I've been noticing just these past few weeks that I have not been practicing yoga. <laughs> so I didn't realize it, though, until yesterday. I realized that in the spaces where I haven't been um, you know, working or studying, I've just been really still, like literally just still, I guess some might use the word, um, what is the word? Not stagnant. I'm just, yeah, I haven't been moving much. So sedentary. Sedent yeah, that's the word, which is really different for me, but it feels like it's not, <clears throat> it's not coming from a place of 
not wanting to or laziness. But you know what, Erin, it feels like um, my body is truly resting in a different way that it hasn't before. And I've been reflecting on this and realizing that, you know, how hard I actually am, or I should say was on myself in terms of um, how I'm like moving my body. Like it was, you know, if I was I go into the gym a few times a week and, and yoging every day. And if I missed a day, which I never actually would, but heaven forbid, if I ever even thought about missing a day, how hard I would be on myself about that. But now that I have, I've had a few weeks of not moving my body and my body just feels rested in a different type of way. And now I'm craving moving again, which is good. It's just, I'm real. I'm just developing this different relationship. Um, and I don't, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's hard. I'm still in it, so I'm not articulating it very well, but developing is the relationship you're talking about with your body or with yourself around your schedule. I think it's a, I think it's around, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think before all of this happened, um, my life was so scheduled And now at first, you know, the first time when this first began, I was quite paralyzed by the thought of not having such a minute to minute scheduled schedule. Um, That was terrifying for me. And then so that now I've accepted and I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of nice when I only have two, maybe three things some, you know, that I have to actually, today was, you know, today was actually a busy day for calls, which feels very weird. But, um, you know, having two things, let's, let's just say two things, those two gatherings scheduled in a day. And that's the only thing I have scheduled. I got used to that. Um, but then the relationship, now I'm rambling, but the relationship, being able to not practice yoga for an hour and my the, the practice that I practice when I practice it's it's a quite a it's a vinyasa flow like it's quite um it's not a yin practice let's say that so for me it feels like an exercise and a stretch right so for me to now have two weeks of not feeling like I've moved my body in that way and being okay with it feels like a reclamation it feels like um because disordered eating and body image stuff has been a part of my story for so long. So to be able to be sedentary for two weeks and just still uh, and not be horrified or terrified or restricting what I'm eating or any of those things, which is one way it could have gone and could still go, um, just feels very interesting. So I'm just observing that. So that's been something um, what else? Yeah. That's kind of the big things on my mind right now. Yeah. 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 That observer skill, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, um, as the boys would say in their gaming, that's next level shit. There you go. Yeah. That is next level shit. To observe without attachment, right? To observe without creating a story or running away with the story. That's the shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just observing. And, you know, I've been starting to think about reentry. And I know you have too. A lot of women on the calls have talked about reentry. And I'm like, what is that going to be like? And I'm trying not to go there and think about that yet because, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but here I am saying it out loud in a recording. I'm not ready yet. Uh, because I'm learning so much 
through this time to observe and be still and be quiet, I'm learning so much about myself. I couldn't agree more. I feel the same. Yeah. And I'm like a, you know, self-help, self-journey junkie. So to have this opportunity, to have this space to just observe myself and um, that's all I can do. And just to use all the tools that I've already, I've already cultivated throughout my life because right now I'm not working with any of my, um, you know, I have a, I have a somatic trauma therapist. I have a therapist. I have an acupuncture. Like I have so many different modalities that I used to use. And right now um, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't have, and, and I just want to first of all say and recognize my privilege that I have access to those in my normal life. But right now, I'm, I know some of them are offering online services, but I'm not using them. So right now, I'm just using what I've got from what I've accumulated through life so far. And that's been really interesting to just work with the tools that I have right now. And it's been really, um, empowering actually. Yeah. I really, I, I very much want to honor that Taryn. I, um, our last podcast was with, uh, Lada Dan, Mrs. D goes without. And we, we talked about how I kind of own that part of the bookstore, like the self-help book, that part of the bookstore with like the cushions and the candles and the books and the incense. Like I have that, but it's, um, it's, it's not what I'm, it's not really what I said in the podcast is that, you know, really my favorite thing to do. And it's true is just to stare at the wall next to my bed, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, I mean, to be able to say, you know, and this goes back to the, my, you know, our very first part of the conversation about like worthiness and readiness, like to be able to say, I don't need another course. I don't need another book. I don't need another teacher. I, I am ready to, face myself. I'm ready to be happy. Yeah. You know, is, I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. I don't want, you know, I don't want to, I'm terrified we're going to quote unquote, go back to how things were. I don't want to go back to how things were. I don't want people to suffer. I don't want there to be, you know, the, I, of course, all of these things that we, all know are happening that people in which people are suffering these various terrible ways people are suffering. Of course, I do not want that. I also do not want status quo where we're also disconnected from ourselves and we're also disconnected from our families. And we all are just attached to the busy and the earth is, you know, the victim of all of that. I don't want to go back to that either. So I, yeah, I just want to honor honor that. I'm, I'm really, it's wonderful that you're just saying, I don't need to, I don't need anything else. Like I'm ready to do this with the Mm -hmm. tools that I have and the intuition and sort of the, the scrappiness that you came in with, came into Mm -hmm. the world with. It's pretty, that's pretty like, I don't know. I'm really excited. What's going to happen next? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? 2020. We knew it was going to be wild because it's those repeating numbers. So I knew. I'm like, all right, what do you got for us? But this was not. I never could have imagined any of this in my wildest dreams. Yeah. yeah. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sister. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for making some time and checking in with me and, um, Super excited for next weekend with our uh, online gatherings, or um, and I am enjoying our check-ins. We haven't, we didn't do this pre-COVID, but I think maybe we should do this yeah. every now and then. And just, I mean, I'm loving it. So hopefully, other other people are getting something out of it because I get so much out of getting to connect with you. And question: Are you um, are you taking coaching clients right now? Yes, Taryn. Thank you. (laughs) Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Uh, You're sweet to do this for me. Yes. So I, you know, I did, um, I am in certification for my coaching and I, um, I am looking for um, a number of women who are interested in, in trying coaching out and seeing if it's something that would work for them because I'm not certified yet. Um, you know, the, the coaching fee is something that we can talk about. And certainly I really, I very much want to honor the future that I hope that we one day all live in, which is um, the gift economy. So mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, we can talk about another time as far as what that means you know, on a bigger scale. But how it's working in my life right now is um, my clients know how much my fee normally will be once I am like a certified once I have my piece of paper and then we kind of let them, they decide what they are ready to give and what they have to give. So that's the money part. Now that I've talked about the money part, the actual coaching part, Taryn is you remember, I remember listening to you talk about yoga and how you went to your first yoga class and you were like, I knew right away, like that's my jam. Yeah. I love it so much. I love bearing witness, as you've just done for me uh, earlier in the conversation, you know, bearing witness to a woman awakening to her own intuition, her own self, and really, you know, shaking off our old stories. That's why my Instagram handle is stories or medicine and my newsletter is stories or medicine, because it truly is all about the conversations you're having with yourself, about yourself, about your life inside your head. And letting go of the ones that don't serve you anymore and creating, allowing yourself to create the ones that you desire. Mm -hmm. Yay. I'm so (laughs) excited because it really, it really is your calling as, as a friend who has the honor of knowing you and witnessing you throughout the years. This is your jam. And so I can't wait to see all the women that you're going to help throughout this process. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited. Thank you. You've helped me so much because you've, uh, I know (laughs) because I am a coach as well. I always know when Aaron is coaching me, but you're just such a natural at it um, that it's like, I don't even know if you know you're doing it, but I always really appreciate you coaching me. (laughs) Right back at you, sister. (laughs) We're just using our wands like. That's right. Awesome. So if you if you're listening to the podcast and you're interested in um, learning more about coaching with me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can go to my website, AaronWickersham.com, and there's a page on there where you can actually schedule a complimentary sample coaching session and we can um yeah, we can kind of spend an hour together and see if there's something that you would be interested in doing. Wonderful. Taryn, right. thank you for that. Was a, just see everybody that was that, unplanned. That was so unplanned and really and really hard for me because I, I don't know because that's one of my things. That's one of my barriers I have to break through. So thank you, Coach Taryn. Thank you. Yes. So much. 
Of course. And, um, I love you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you and just always to you and your mom for having the vision and just mm-hmm. pushing through whatever, you know, whatever voices were telling you, you guys weren't ready to do it like you did. And thank God you did. Thanks, Sasha. You did. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Love you. Thanks Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the She Recovers podcast. We hope you will share, rate, subscribe, and help us spread the word. You can always find out more about She Recovers, our intentions and guiding principles, upcoming events and retreats, recovery coaching, online yoga, and so much more on our website, sherecovers.co. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter so that we can stay in touch.